Hey y'all, welcome back to the Tiny Thoughts Podcast. Um, If you're new here, hi, I'm Chardonnay, um, but you can call me Char. And this podcast is a place where I divulge my most inner thoughts, um, a self-diary, if you will, um, where I just talk about, you know, my own life experiences and reflections on the things that are happening in the world. Um... And the hope is that you can resonate with some of the things that I talk about. Um, I grew up pretty quiet (laughs) um, and still am to a certain extent, but I've always had things to say. So I thought, why not put it in a podcast? So here we are. Welcome. Um, What's today? Today's Thursday. It is, what is it? The June 29th? It is June 29th. June 30th. Excuse me. Where the fuck is the time? Oh my God. Y'all, we're at the end of June. We're about to enter July, smack dab in the middle of summer. What? Are you crazy? How did we get here? 2022 just started. That's kind of crazy to me. Um, but I hope y'all are doing well. I hope you're staying safe uh, during this summer season. And I hope that you're enjoying yourselves. Um, you know, I feel like at this point in my adult life, people are either working and, you know, grinding during the summer or, you know, they're out trying to have some fun. And, you know, from my last episode where I talked about me quitting my job, (laughs) I'm definitely on the fun side right now. Um, I've, man, I've had a eventful, uh, June, uh, so to speak. Um, I traveled to New York and Philadelphia at the beginning of June, which was super fun. I had a blast. I went to the Roots Picnic Festival in Philly. Um, Yeah, an experience. (laughs) It was fun, though. I went with my best friend, and, um, you know, I got to see some artists that I've never seen before, like Mary J. Blige. She did so fucking good, y'all. She's such a good performer. But you know, the the picnic, and it wasn't even a fucking picnic, bitch. That was a festival. Like, I don't know where the picnic part came in. Because, yeah, niggas bought their, you know, uh, blankets and stuff to sit down. But that shit was not a picnic, okay? Anyway, disorganized. Crazily disorganized. Um, Artists came on hours late, you know. And for their 14th annual festival I would think that they'd have it a little bit more together but needless to say I did have a good time I just don't think I'd ever go to another festival like that again (laughs) it's it's too many people it's too crowded I'm like extremely overstimulated and uh it's just it's just not for me but I'm glad I got the experience you know I'm glad I got to see what it's like I think for the money it's worth it to see so many different artists but um yeah it's not for me it's a no for me dog um but yeah uh I had a great time though on the east coast uh definitely definitely could see myself out there at some point but not sure when that'll happen um and then yeah you know I think this is one of the first summers where I feel like I have ample time to actually like go out with friends and just, you know, be a 20-something-year-old and just have fun. 
So that's what I've been doing. I've been out in these streets for the past few weeks. It's been fun, but it's also been very exhausting. So I've been I've been taking naps and things and trying to recuperate. Uh, but I'm having fun. I'm having a lot of fun. So I'm very happy about that. Um, and I hope you're having fun too. Whatever that looks like, whether you're out partying, whether you're, you know, going to a park and reading a book, whether you're working, but you get to take a little break and you get to have some time for yourself. You know, I just, I hope that you find some, some true joy this summer, uh, cause we all deserve it in this fuck ass time of life that we're in right now. And don't even get me started. Like, what are we doing, bro? Like, like for real, let's just take a second to, to acknowledge all the bullshit that's going on right now, specifically in the United States. I just, I don't even know if I have like the proper words at the moment, uh, because on the one hand, I think when you live as a black person, specifically a black woman or femme, um, you have, you live in your own personal hell, you know? Um, so, you know, tragedy and chaos and peril is not like a new concept for me, but it's just insane to see, (laughs) it's just insane to see so much shit happening at the same time. Like, bro, we're in a fucking pandemic and niggas is divided on whether or not it's actually happening or not which I think is just the craziest shit ever um you know we got these fucking crackers who have uh overturned Roe v. Wade which it's like y'all what (laughs) what huh what do you mean what the fuck do you mean? Like, it's just, it's it's wild that, you know, niggas got free will, but this is, a, this is allowed to happen, you know? So, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. I think, I think people are valid in their fears and shit, obviously, because it is a scary thing. Like, a lot of people are going to be affected, and especially, especially black and brown people it's it's fatiguing it really is I um I don't know it reminds me of this book that I read at my last job called black fatigue I think the author's name is Mary Frances Winter but she essentially outlines what black fatigue is and you can probably guess what that is just based off of the phrase itself but you know living in this world let alone the United States of America is fatiguing for black people and you know to yet again have to experience uh some shit that's going to disproportionately affect us um is fucking fatiguing it is so that's all I'm gonna say on that. I I still have thoughts that are forming. Um, I don't like to just uh, spew thoughts without ruminating on it more. So I may have more to say about this stupid ass abortion ban. Um, 
Uh, but I say all that to say this, um, for those of y'all that got uteruses out there, um, please be safe and, and connect with your community for real. Um, and, and I see you and I hear you and I am you because this affects me. It absolutely affects me. And even though I live in a state where abortion is still legal, um, that doesn't mean that I am unaffected by it or that I can't care about it at all either. So, yeah. <sighs> uh, but yeah, you know, I just, I feel like I've been pondering a lot on just what it means to live in this world right now during this time, such a such a pivotal time in human history. Um, there's just, there's just so much going on on all facets. We're in a recession. We got a fucking global pandemic going on. Um, the earth is dying. Capitalism, imperialism, colonialism, fascism. All the motherfucking isms are doing their thing right now um and it's scary it's a little scary but um I don't know if I mentioned it in one of my episodes maybe it was the first one but when I said I have faith in people that still stands and at this point you could probably think like this bitch is naive but I really do I have faith in in people I really do despite all the bullshit that's going on in the world uh I specifically have faith in uh I have faith in in black and brown people. <laughs> I really do. We truly um I don't want to use the word resilient, although we are, but that's just ugh. I'm so tired of people using resilient for black and brown people. It's like, yeah, we get it. But we're tired of being resilient. We are. I know I am. I don't ever want anybody to describe me as resilient ever again in my whole entire life because leave me alone. <laughs> let me be fragile. Let me be just shit. Just let me live. Okay. Shit. I'm tired of these weapons prospering. That's been formed against me. You know, <laughs> oh. anyway, um, that's not even the full topic of today. <laughs> I just I just wanted to acknowledge like where we're at in the world right now um and to say that I see y'all and I am y'all and to to not to do your best to not isolate during this time. And I'm one to talk because I'll be isolating myself, but this is this is not the time. Uh this is the time to connect with your people. This is the time to um, to bask in community care, um, and to care for one another deeply, truthfully. If, if your neighbor has something that they need that you have and you have it to give, please do so. Like, please take care of one another. Please. That's all I'm asking. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I'm making a 360 turn right here. Um, <laughs> because what I really wanted to talk about today, and this is a tiny thought that has been, uh, 
on my mind lately. Um, you know, I have talked a little bit about the fact that, you know, I live with a chronic illness right now. Um, and I have been doing so for about five years and, um, something, well, I think the, the hardest thing about living with this chronic illness is my relationship to food and how that has been one of the hardest things to address and to change um because it is a big factor in you know the maintenance of my health um and i've had to learn and unlearn a lot of things in the past several years uh, because truthfully what i eat can literally almost instantly uh make an impact in my body for the disease that I have that's so crazy to say the disease that I have what the fuck you know it could be five years it could be 10 years saying that still just doesn't sound real it just doesn't that's just so crazy to me but anyway when I talk about my relationship to food I I'm talking about how I connect with the food that I eat um how I choose what I consume each day. Um, For me, certain foods, well, I think just in general, certain foods are just pretty inflammatory for the body. Um, But particularly for me, like those inflammatory markers will show up instantly uh, as soon as I eat certain things, certain things like fried foods, um, animal protein, things like that. And for a while I had to go vegan I had to go vegan. I had to go completely plant-based, which at some point became really easy for me. I think I was already kind of going down that road. Um, And, you know, I like cooking, so I made it fun for myself. Um, But, and and for a while, I didn't feel like I was restricting myself from anything. Like, I figured out a way to eat, you know, my favorite foods and, I don't know, veganize them, but... Just just the thought of me having to make such a big change in my life, it was so daunting to do. Um, I had many a times where I would just, just break down in tears because I'm just like, I hate having to think this hard <laughs> about what I'm putting in my body. I really do. I'm like, damn. Everyone else gets to just fucking eat freely. And not to say that they ain't got shit going on in their bodies too, but I'm just like, I can't, well, I'm not going to say I can't because technically I could, but it would not be wise for me to go eat McDonald's today and then go eat Raising Cane's tomorrow and then, you know, eat a bunch of processed food the next day. And just eat shit that I know specifically will flare me up. And this is not on some like food elitism bullshit because, and you might not agree, but food is food, bro. Like I'm not in the camp of demonizing fucking McDonald's or 
you know, fast food or just processed foods in general, but I also do know how they affect my body and what that looks like for me. And I, you know, I still want to eat those things. Like every once in a blue moon, I love some fucking McDonald's chicken nuggets. Y'all know, y'all know that shit be hitting, you know, every now and then I want some fucking uh, quesadilla tacos with the consomme. Absolutely. Um, but I realize it's just about balance. And truthfully, balance is an illusion. If we're getting, if we're diving a little deeper into that, balance is a fucking illusion. Because even when I try to keep that quote unquote balance, I don't know, I still end up feeling like it's uneven. So, yeah, back at the end of uh, 2021, I had worked with a renal dietitian. Um, and renal dietitians work with kidney patients, folks who have kidney issues, kidney disease, things like that, uh, to support them in maintaining their kidney function, uh, by altering their diet, which I learned has a very big effect on your kidney health. Uh, so I worked with, uh, a renal dietitian and she helped me a lot. She really helped me to, uh, to reimagine my relationship to food um and to be more present and mindful as I'm eating which I still take with me to this day so you know I think a lot of us and I think this also connects to how you were raised and you know just access to to food and whatnot um but you know sometimes when you get food you just you feel like you have to eat everything that's in front of you if you go out to eat or if you make some food you feel like before you end you have to eat everything that's on that plate and for a while that's how I operated you know if I made a big meal I'm gonna eat it all and I am a hungry girl I will say that I like to eat I'd be hungry and I think it's because my metabolism is mad fast but um you know I would be eating to the point of like just discomfort and still would still keep eating and you know um you know, I learned tools to actually intercept those feelings of just complete fullness and just exhaustion and and discomfort because it didn't feel good for me. And it wasn't a healthy eating habit for myself. You know, I, I had a poor relationship to the food that I was eating. I would eat fast and I wouldn't really take the time to like sit and enjoy my food rather just try to eat it so that I could eat something you know and uh, like I said I feel like that's indicative of a lot of there's a lot of factors that go into why someone would you know approach food that way it could be again the way you were raised it could be your economic um standing you know poor folks folks who do not have a lot of money obviously (laughs) they gonna eat what they can eat and uh it's you might not have the time to just sit and enjoy your food right like there's just so many factors that go into that 
And I'm not going to say I was poor growing up, but we definitely did not have a lot of money. Okay. Um, so, you know, I definitely took a lot of how I was raised with the food that I ate and it, you know, obviously trickled into my adulthood. Um, and I had to really address those eating habits because, um, it was negatively affecting my kidney function. Like, let's just keep it a buck. And it was really hard to change that at some point, but, um, me reaching out to a real dietitian was me learning how to ask for help. That was really big for me because at some point in my life, I thought that I had to do everything on my own. And I realized that that's not true. I don't, and I shouldn't have to. Um, so yeah, I started working with Jen, Jen Hernandez, shout out to Jen. Um, and I could just, I could just see the change in my body and my energy levels and also in just the way that I ate my food like instead of just scrolling through my phone and just like mindlessly eating my food now I sat down and actually just took some time to like look at my food while I was eating it (laughs) taking my time to chew my food consciously you know waiting a little bit afterwards to actually like wash it down with some water instead of like scarfing down my food and then scarfing down a glass of water or whatever but um yeah I I definitely saw improvements and then um at some point I decided to start reintroducing animal proteins back into my diet um and I, I I would say that it's been it's been good but I think this is the reason why I was prompted to even make this episode because as I've been out in the past few weeks and just, you know, enjoying my life or whatever, I've been eating very freely um, and with no regrets, right? Like I truly am enjoying my life. I'm enjoying the food that I'm eating for sure. Um, but it's always the looming thought in the back of my head is like, are you fucking up the work that you've done? <laughs> Are you fucking up the work that you done, Shar? Like, do you really want to eat this thing? Like, those are the voices that are in my head sometimes. Um, And it's just, it is so exhausting. Because I just want to eat my fucking taco in peace and not have to think about whether or not when I go take labs in a month and a half, if my labs are going to look good um, based off this fucking taco that I ate. Or based off the fucking tub of ice cream that I ate the other day or those fucking chicken fingers that I ate from Raising Cane's. Like, that's the shit that I have to think about all the time. Constant battle. So if I'm out with you and I'm just like freely eating whatever, just know that in my head, I have gone through a fucking analytical process, an analysis of sorts, to determine whether or not I should eat this thing right now. Um, And as I'm saying that, I realize that like, (laughs) that's, that's such a disordered way of looking at the food that I eat. 
However, I have to be mindful. I have to. Literally for my livelihood, for the sake of my own health, like this is the shit that I got to think about. I have to implement balance within my diet. And it, and and again, it ain't even just about the diet. The diet is just it's just one piece of it all. It's just one piece. Aside from diet, it's how I'm moving my body throughout the week. Am I taking my medicine and my supplements, you know? Am I doing my best to eliminate environmental toxins in my household and the items that I put on my body. This has truly been one of the most exhausting and fatiguing experiences of my life, hands down. And for those of you who don't have to think twice about what you put in your body or whatever, I low-key envy you sometimes. Because it is so exhausting to have to think about if I should even eat out. Because I know that making my food, I, I will know exactly what goes into my meals. I'll know exactly how to... Um, you know, manage the sodium that's in my food. I will know exactly how much potassium's in my food. Um, and speaking of potassium, y'all, I don't know if y'all knew this, um, but depending on your kidney function, right? If you eat too much potassium, your heart can stop. If you're potassium levels are elevated high enough and I forgot the threshold but I've I've met that threshold it can stop your heart because <laughs> if your kidneys aren't functioning properly your body is retaining that potassium and you know it's it's crazy because potassium is important for your heart function but if your body's holding on to too much of that, it can stop your heart. And thank God right now, I don't have to restrict my potassium levels. Um, but at some point I did. And you know what that looked like? That looked like me having to cut out some of my most favorite foods. Avocados, tomatoes, potatoes, french fries. So many foods have high potassium levels. That was truly an exhausting time of my life. I was low-key miserable because I'm like, well, then what the fuck do I eat? If I can't eat tomatoes and shit and, and, and the things that I usually put in my food every single day, what? I run the risk of my heart fucking stopping because my body is holding on to too much potassium? What? Like, that's the shit I've been going through, bro. It's crazy. <sighs> Man, I ain't talked about this in so long. <laughs> it's like, I'm like low-key getting just annoyed because I'm like, 
I've been doing this for a while, right? And I, I really do feel like I have a balance in in the way that I, you know, nourish my body at this point. But goddamn, is it fucking annoying to have to think about all these things, bro? I have to think about sodium. And sodium is big. It's big, right? Sodium restrictions. And that means that eating out becomes a true luxury because sodium is in fucking everything and in high amounts too especially in processed foods especially in frozen foods so i'm gonna I'm I'm just walk you through what it's like to 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 go to the grocery store for me right because i mostly buy like a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables and stuff but i so want to buy a bunch of just frozen shit to just like cook when i don't want to cook right just I can pop something in the oven or I can pop it in the microwave but I take my time in the grocery store because I have to sit there and look at the nutrition label and look at the sodium content and not only look at the sodium content but look at the sodium content in relation to the serving size because the sodium content could say 600 milligrams but that could be for two or three servings so I'm like, I'm, do, I'm doing all this fucking mental math in my head while I'm there. And I'm like, okay, I could do this because if I do half of this thing, then that'll be half the sodium content and that'll lower the sodium content. That You know, all this fucking mental gymnastics. And that's lucky while I go and grocery shopping by myself because it takes me a while to get through the aisles because of that. Like I, I have to look at those labels and look at those things. I have to look at the ingredients that are being listed. Sometimes when I, at some point I had to also restrict my phosphorus intake too because I had high phosphorus levels. Kind of same as um, the potassium, you know, your phosphorus can, it can build up in your body. And so you know, looking for added phosphates in foods and shit. And it's just like, bro, I'm over it. I'm fucking over it. I truly am. So, <laughs> yeah. I I say all that to say that, like, if you got, if you got someone in your life who is chronically ill, Please do your best to to show them love. <laughs> show them love and show them that you care because it is exhausting. I don't care what kind of chronic illness they have, right? Show them some love because we are going through it. We're going through it. And especially because we're in a pandemic. We got to be extra careful about shit too. Oh my God. And I know I don't look like I'm going through something at all, but just because it doesn't look like I'm going through something doesn't mean that I'm not going through something. I have to wake up every day and deal with this shit, truthfully. And even though I'm in the best shape that I've been in since I've been diagnosed, this is still a a true reality for me, right? One that is still here. I'm still having to deal with it. And this is by far the hardest thing I've had to deal with in my life. And so when I hear shit like abortion being banned in the U.S. (laughs) 
when I hear them talking about what they do, take away fucking Miranda rights, they don't have to do that anymore. When I hear all this shit that they're doing now from the state, it doesn't phase me. Because I'm in my own personal hell in a sense, right? And it's weird because, you know, two things can be true at once. I am both in my own personal hell and I'm also in my own personal heaven too. Like life is good, but then life is also really fucked up. And the fact that those two things can exist at the same time is fucking insane to me. Like I'm good, but I'm not good. You know what I mean? So for all of y'all who feel like that, and I'm sure that's a, a, a stark majority of us, we've, we, we're good, but we're not good. <laughs> um, I see you. I see you and I hear you. Um, and do what you got to do to take care of yourself. Like for real, do prioritize yourself. Please prioritize yourself because it's very fucking clear that this nation state does not give a fuck about you, does not give a fuck about your children, does not give a fuck about your family, doesn't give a fuck about your rights. They don't care. What they care about is maintaining control and power um, and capital. And that will always be the main thing. That will always be uh, the guiding light uh, for those in power, for white people. Whiteness is the fucking devil. And it is the source of practically all the problems that we have in this world. And um, quite frankly, I'm tired of it. I really am. It has pervaded every facet of this nation, of this world. But the U.S. in particular, who we are ghetto. Just, just a monstrosity. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Truly. What are we doing, bro? It's, they're playing in our faces every fucking day. <laughs> every day. They, they, they play in our faces. And they expect us to just keep going as normal. So... Yeah. I think I'm going to end it there. Um, And as a reflection for you all to engage in um, this weekend, especially as we move into July, um, I bet not see none of y'all fucking celebrating July 4th because what the fuck is that? (laughs) Ain't no independence in this bitch. Ain't no independence. There was never any independence. This is, we're on stolen land. What? We're on stolen land. Like, can we just take a second to acknowledge that? We're on stolen land, y'all. Ain't that crazy? These people in power are clowns. A joke. A big jokey joke. Because you got to be out your rabbit ass mind. To still be acting like shit is all hunky dory and uh, 
knowing that niggas invaded this and I say niggas very widely I'm not just talking about black people black people know what I mean but y'all niggas came over here and y'all stole this fucking land raped and pillaged (laughs) everything that the U.S. knows is based in violence everything everything but when niggas want to get bucked when niggas want to you know retaliate and 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 meet that violence with you know some very justified violence too then we're seen as uh criminals crazy just violent individuals innate innate violent individuals you know what um Y'all are truly, truly lucky that niggas have not burned this country to the ground. Um, but there will be a reconciliation. <laughs> there will be. I truly believe that. It might not happen in my lifetime, but, um, you know, we'll be all right. Like Kendrick said, we're going to be all right. I do believe that. I really do believe that. So like I said a few times throughout this episode hold on to one another care for one another bask in community care and take care of yourself take care of yourself please take care of yourself because we need you we all need you So I want you all to reflect on something uh, for the end of this week. I want you to reflect on your own community. I want you to reflect on what that means to you. What does community mean to you? Who is your community? And I want you to reach out to someone in your community and connect with them. Whatever that looks like. Maybe y'all get together and you share your feelings. (laughs) Maybe you get together and you take a walk. Maybe y'all go and support other community members. Um, Something that I'm going to be doing is diving deeper into my own community, specifically through uh, the People's Programs Oakland. And if you don't know about them, um, please go look them up. Okay. They are a new African socialist, socialist, <laughs> socialist organization uh, based here in Oakland. We have decolonization programs like our breakfast program, our mobile health clinic. We got acres of land where we are growing our own food and becoming food sovereign so that we can support our communities and, and feed us, Right. Our whole premise is that we are our own liberators and that has never rung more true. We got us. We do not need to rely on the state to support us because it has been shown time and time again that they don't give a fuck about us. Like, ever. At all. They've never given a fuck about us. So we got to give a fuck about us, ourselves, right? And we got to support our own. So I'm I'm going to go keep volunteering um, and doing what I can and if you want to volunteer specifically if you are black um check out 
People's Programs Oakland. Um, I think that's their handle as well on Instagram too. So you can go check them out and also check out the Hella Black Pod um, from the the two co-founders and get your political education on. Um, But yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That that, volunteering with that program really always brings me back to the actual practice of liberation because I can be mad all I want. I can be enraged by the shit that this this world does to us um but it is always really beautiful to be out in the world and supporting my actual community in developing a politic of just liberation for all african people for real so go read up on them um, and donate to them for sure. Donate your money. White people, I'm talking to you. Release the funds. And if you got clothes, we also need donations too. So check out their Instagram program, their Instagram. <laughs> it's time for me to go, babes. Their Instagram page <laughs> at People's Programs Oakland. Um, and we're always posting, um, our needs for the community in terms of clothing and, and, and whatnot. So donate if you got it. Um, I know some of y'all are probably cleaning out your closets and shit, so you can take your clothes there. Please let it be clean, gently worn, you know, because our community, they deserve, uh, nice things. So, yeah. Um, but that is it for this week. Um, yeah, I know it has, it's been, uh, a a gap between this last episode and this one, but, um, I want to reiterate that, uh, I, but the purpose for this podcast was to not be on like a specific schedule because I don't always have tiny thoughts to give you every week. I'm going to just keep it a buck. Um, so I come on here and I record when I have those thoughts that come up. Um, so I am hoping to do something a little sooner than later, but um, know that if you don't hear from me every week, it's because I probably don't have anything to say. Um, So yeah, there's that. (laughs) Um, But as always, um, I love y'all and I thank you if you've made it this far. I truly, truly appreciate the support. Um, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify um, Podcasts. Like, if you like the show, let the world know and let me know too. You know, you can send me a DM at French White Wine at Instagram. If you have questions or just want to talk about any part of the episode, I'm always down to uh, connect with folks about how you've resonated with something that I've said. So, yeah. um yeah peace be with y'all for real uh be safe this weekend um i know there's a lot of just like uh events going on uh for the holiday weekend so uh be safe uh and and yeah and be safe (laughs) all right i will catch y'all in the next one And have a good day.